This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. I thought she was dead. When I first walked up on Grasshopper in the initial stages of labor, calving, uh, I thought she had died. She was laying on the ground and looked stiff. And I was really, really terrified by that. Fortunately, she hadn't died. That wasn't the only drama that Grasshopper would put us through through the entire first freshening. Today, we're going to talk about Grasshopper's first freshening, the calving, how that went, why we had to help her out, why we decided to pull the calf. You'll find that out later. We're also going to talk about what it was like to milk Grasshopper as a first-time freshener. If you are planning on milking a new cow, a first-time freshener, what should you expect it to be like? Especially if you're a newbie like I was when I milked Grasshopper, trained Grasshopper. We're going to talk about all that, answer some questions. While you're waiting for the show to begin, if you could do two things, I'd be really appreciative. First, slam that thumbs up button. That would be awesome. Helps let people know you're excited about this show. Second, if you could click the share button, copy that link and put on social media somewhere. Tell people we're doing a show about milking new dairy cows, cows that have never been milked before. Maybe that'll get some people excited to come and see what we're up to. And then let us know in the chat box. Here's a bonus. Third thing while you're waiting for the show to start. How many of you out there have not milked a cow but are planning to in the future? How many of you are going to get dairy cows? Because today's show is really especially for those of you who are new to training cows, dairy cows like I was, uh, what to expect it to be like for a newbie. So we're really excited. We're going to get the show rolling in a minute here. Thank you for joining us. If you're listening in on the podcast, thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, well, let's get started. It's good to be back. I, I've already been back. I've been podcasting, but it's good to have you back. Nobody has any proof of that either. I don't think That's that true. podcast has gone live yet. Well, right? whoever caught it live. Mm. <laughs> Welcome back to the live show, everybody. Last time we podcasted, 
we had less cows on the property. Well, we had a lot less cows on the property. So you were gonna think something really dramatic happened with like the birth and the milking because we kind of disappeared for two months after. We said, okay, she's about to give birth. This is Austin's first time training a cow. And then like, pff, radio silence. And I know a lot of you in the chat box have been watching on YouTube, but if you're listening to this podcast later. These poor podcast listeners are like, like what, what happened? happened to Austin? <laughs> we did warn them we were gonna we were gonna take a little break and we did a little two month break. That's what we needed what to get all this milk in. Him? <laughs> I got a concussion, forgot I had home study to produce. When she kicked me, spoiler alert. <laughs> Trauma. A grasshopper has always has been a, a dramatic animal. A dramatic animal. Yeah, she's she's been like this since she was a calf. Kind of, she acts like you're going to kill her. All the time. <laughs> so all my other calves I've had born eventually warm up to you with the food and everything. They become your friends. Grasshopper is still like, what are you gonna do? I was taking pictures of her yesterday and I like raised up my phone and she was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you think I'm doing with this? She still thinks What have I ever it. done to you at this distance? <laughs> yeah. Well, she kept, you know, in character the entire birth. We're gonna watch today, we're gonna talk about today the birth, how her first freshening went, training her, and uh, where she's at today, where we got with her. So let's go back. We talked a bit about it at the beginning of this video, but uh, for those of you who haven't seen that YouTube video, I was walking out to check on Grasshopper because we knew she was pretty close to giving birth. I'm walking out and I saw her laying there stiff, all her legs up in the air like a dead, bloated cow. I feel like you like Grasshopper so much because you're kind of a kindred spirit. Like, if you Very want to dramatic. talk about dramatic, yeah, <laughs> you were like... <laughs> Cowbirth happening right now. That terrified me. I came out and she was... <laughs> okay. All right, Aust, breathe. Oh man, that was terrifying. I walked up on Grasshopper and I thought she was dead. She's not dead, she is giving birth. And this is a really big day for her because it's her first freshening. First freshening, that's the, uh, that's the first time your heifer has a calf. Uh, that's the scary one because that's when all the things that might go wrong are most likely to go wrong. You don't know, are you gonna have to pull a calf or will it just pop out of her easy? Is she gonna accept the calf or is she gonna get aggressive to the calf or maybe aggressive to you? There are so many questions, they're all gonna be answered in this video because today Grasshopper is having a calf. We've been waiting for this a long time. Grasshopper of all our calves has been, from very young, our most unmanageable. She's been a wild calf ever since she was probably a week old. We're watching her have contractions right now. So her, her back's arching, her tail starts sticking out, she has fluid dripping out. Baby's in position. All right, I got something we can pull with if we need to. I'm ready. <laughs> We're not gonna pull. <laughs> She's doing great so far. She's progressing a lot faster than, than her mother did with her, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Now, I just wanna see two little feet. That's what I wanna see. 
Make sure every, it's all in the right position to come out. One thing we learned from Cody Creelman, Calvet, the rule of 20. Every 20 minutes you want to see something new happening, new progress. So we just saw the water sack get birthed. I've set a 20 minute timer on my phone. If in 20 minutes we haven't seen more progress, some feet, that's when we start to know we need to do something. And although she is a first time freshener, it could take a little bit longer, we can give her a little bit of leeway. We, we want to keep close eye on this because this is the sign that things are either going good or not going good and maybe we have to intervene. The key we're looking for right now is two feet. One foot, so hope we see another foot. We really want to see a second foot. I see one foot that's usually a little in front, so we should in the next couple contractions see two feet and if that's so that's great and then we want to see a little nose start to come out We're getting close, right? Did you get to time? To Austin pull time? Ooh, less than 20 minutes. You go give her a little help, getting that calf out. I was kind of joking. I was really hoping she'd just push that calf out. It's exciting, but... Now I'm really nervous because Grasshopper can be crazy around people. Luna was very comfortable with me, Grasshopper not so much. So getting close to her during this time, and I can't have Kay help me, I gotta do this all by myself. Rule of 20, we don't want to push it too much further than that, I want to keep things moving. Just got chills re-watching wow, really that. Did. Like, oh man. <laughs> you just it's watched such, it this morning. Yeah, it's uh well I was editing this morning, so you know. I don't know, it's one of those lifelong experiences, lifelong memories. Seeing uh your cow that you've been watching, pregnant, you know, waiting for that baby yeah, to the show stress, up. Right? The stress that like elevates. 
the closer she gets and you realize she started to calf and then those moments of like, okay, the feet are out, mm -hmm. this is good. And then you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then you finally make the decision. Yep. Okay, let's go in. Cause you're always with, with me second guessing, right? Okay. Should I do this? Yeah, let's do this. I see it on I your face watching right. that video. You're, the, the whole time it's calculations. It's <laughs> Yeah, and then that moment when you're like, when you went in, it's your first time going inside a cow. Yeah, I've pulled or grasshopper. An animal. Is that the first I, time? Because I never fit. We have mini everything. It's yeah. like, dunk. <laughs> but I can fit in grasshopper. And, you know, I pulled grasshopper, but you had to go into yeah, Luna. Yeah, already had her legs and out. Pull her legs out. Yeah. As you'll see throughout today, as we're talking about, you know, the birth, the milking, Kay couldn't do any of what she normally does because. She's pregnant. And Grasshopper being a wild cow, we didn't want to risk. Being a wild cow. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to risk her, you know, kicking you. Even in that. You could see she was fine. Yeah. She's she... not like feral. <laughs> no. <laughs> a wild cow. No, not a feral she's cow. She's used to people. It's... But she's But been... no, with any cow. Like, I, I can't get behind a cow right now yeah. and put myself in a. No. Um, you know, a precarious situation. So I had to be able to do all these things that I I've know, watched you do. Yeah, this has been do. good for you. It really, yeah. It's I mean, like I'm telling you. This whole pregnancy, when you've had to do all these shots and births, I'm ready. It's been great for you. I finally, finally stepped up and farmed. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've vetted. <laughs> fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations, and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Thank you. Yeah, this, um, this birth, you know, started off real, other than the dead cow moment where I thought Grasshopper was Oh, yeah, was be dead. more specific. She was not dead. There was no, no dead cow. There was no dead cow. Just thought there was a dead cow. Uh, after that happened... Um, Pretty much the progression was really, really good. Very timely, yeah. You know, 20 minutes, that rule of 20 that we follow. 20 minutes, good. 20 minutes, good. And only till the end, in that little clip we played, uh, at the very end there, she started to slow down. Yeah, when she started, when we saw those feet, um, there was no progress after feet. Yeah. And one thing we talk about a lot, you get to see an edited video. You're not actually living the experience at that moment. Um, what looks like instantly at 20 minutes, we were like, okay, well, beep, time's up. Yeah, it was actually a bit past that. Yeah. Maybe another 20 minutes after that. By the time we finally, we're actually pulling. Yeah. Because 20 minute mark comes. We And we left her outside, another 10, 15 minutes went by. As we're, we're getting ready, I'm watching. getting, you know, my gloves on. Uh, we're moving forward towards pulling, but it wasn't like your time's up. Now we're yanking. No, it. especially for she, it was her first time. Give her a little extra time. Right. But um, Cody. Cody Creelman. Cody Creelman. We always go Calvet. back to Cody. <laughs> um, the rule of twenty. That's Cody Creelman. For those of you who didn't see uh, that interview, and that's on our channel, and there's an extended version of the Pioneer program, which is just awesome. So. In the Pioneer Library, you can see an extended version of uh, Cody Creelman's uh, interview. He was a beef specialist, so he his like thing he did was go to big beef farms, and he was a veterinarian at the big beef farms. 
helping them with all the different problems they would have. But his advice was with birth, you want to see every 20 minutes some progress. We've always kept that rule. Every 20 minutes you want to see progress. At that point, if you stop seeing progress, you need to intervene. And this is one of the most hot topic. Yeah, dirty words sometimes in the homesteading world to intervene. And I think I understand why, Uh, especially in the homesteading world, we really value trying to get back to nature and trying to get back to the way things are supposed to be naturally as much as possible. But with, with this issue on birth, especially with livestock who can't talk to you, right? An animal can't say to you, no, I'm good. I just, you know, I don't know how much you talk during labor, but <laughs> you definitely you do know how much I talk during labor. It's <laughs> not, not much. <laughs> I do know. I've been there a few times. Um, yeah, th- there's the animal can only communicate so much to you. You can only read the situation so much and see what do you think is happening? Is it progressing? Is it not? Is there a problem? And the risk reward, this is what we always come back to, pulling a calf. The risk to reward, I think there's very, very low risk if you take the proper steps when pulling that you can do harm. Right. I mean, especially when we're at the point where the feet are out. So we know she's dilated. We know the calf was in the right position. We're not going in too early. We are gentle, slow. Lubrication, gloves. Um, you know, clean. Yeah, making wash sure to up. washing up and using that uh, lube that's got the like a antibacterial. Antibacterial. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not antibacterial. Anyway, <laughs> you know, we're taking the necessary steps with the right equipment to keep things clean and do things right. Um, when you pull a calf, you get a healthy. You know, if you do it timely, you get a nice healthy calf. Very little risk of something going wrong. If you don't, and Cody Creelman said it in his interview, there's a chance you could lose the calf, and there's a chance you could lose the cow. So yeah. we always err on the side of pulling. We've got a lot of flack over the years in the comments, people saying, you guys go in too fast, and you don't let you know things happen naturally. And I just wonder, well, you know, what, what's the, what, what is wrong with that? Yeah, I, I haven't regretted it. Yeah, we've never regretted pulling. And that, that was a, a farmer's advice to me, a, a cow farmer. He said he's never regretted going in, but he has regretted not going in soon enough. So it is a fine line because, I mean, you can't see your cow out in the field laying down and be like, oh, no, I'm going in, yeah, like no with no out. cause. But we knew she was having a baby. <laughs> we knew she was progressing to a certain point, and then it slowed down. Um, and that's when, yeah, we decided to go in, and and I think you did a great job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it turned out good, and we that was the best part. We got the nice, healthy calf, another heifer, which... Yeah, I feel like it's the end of our streak. I feel like the next one's got to be a bull calf. How many heifers in a row is that for us? Three. Three in a row. Three in a row. Luna. No, no four. four. Luna, grasshopper, honeybee. And now Little Cricket, now who Cricket. was named by all of you. <laughs> like, we didn't no have an option. option. <laughs> That's what like, everyone just called Welcome her. to the world, Cricket. And it's worked out okay, because you see how dark she's turning? Yeah. 
Like, she's black like a little cricket. Concho, who, if you've been watching the YouTube videos, Concho is a big, her daddy. dark bull. He's her daddy. He's very, very dark jersey. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's starting to... A mulberry to... jersey, they call and, that. And Grasshopper is a tricolor. She's got lots of black... She's got some black on her. Splotches. Is that the right word? Beautiful. That sounds dirty. But, Put that um, in her registration. Black splotches. <laughs> Beautiful cow. And, uh, yeah, Cricket's getting a real dark face, really dark, just beautiful little thing. Healthy. That went, all in all, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we were very, very happy with the... The birth. The birth. The next few hours after birth are really important for your calf. And we like to pretty much hang out in the barn at least another hour to make sure that calf gets a f one good feeding. Yeah. And this is another area that we're not afraid to intervene if we have to. First time fresheners don't really know what to do. No, we've seen that with the goats, with the cows in the past, even with the pigs. They, the hormones are raging and they have no idea. This is their first time experiencing it. They have no concept of what's going on. And I've heard this from all kinds of breeders. Like you said, pig breeders and goat breeders. Everybody gives the first time freshener a pass for not being a natural at feeding their baby and so with It can even be even not um a, a like a first calf heifer. It could even be a cow who maybe's been on a dairy farm and she's never gotten a chance to mother her calf. Then you bring onto your farm and she has a calf <coughs> and me. she doesn't know what to do with it cuz she's never done the mothering before. So if you know that's the situation, be prepared to assist with that as well. We were watching Grasshopper, and as usual, she's doing the dance. She wants to lick her baby. <laughs> yeah, so she starts you moving. get all caught up in the licking. You know, she's trying to lick the baby. The baby's trying to find the tea, and they're going in a circle in the barn. And we're watching, and we got like an hour, you know, timeline. Mm -hmm. Within the first 20, again, the rule of 20, it's really nice to see him feed within the first 20 minutes. Really, that first hour, that golden hour, you want to get colostrum in that calf. So we're watching, and usually what we'll wind up doing, if and we've done it with Luna, we had to do it with Luna and Grasshopper, was tying Luna. Because think about it, this this cow's never had anything out of the first time freshening. No. She's never had anything nurse on her. She has yeah, no hopefully. idea. <laughs> now, uh, Grasshopper at first was doing the dance, and we were getting a little worried. I got in there with her. Yeah, we said, like... We are going to, okay, we're going to tie her up. And in that moment, she, like, stood still. I grabbed the rope. And the, like, yeah, the halter. And the calf latched. Yep. So we didn't have to tie her at all. And this is our, f man, between the goats and the cows, this is really nice. This, yeah. this was really nice that she let it happen that easily. Yeah, you know, again, I think people misunderstand sometimes. We like to let things happen naturally if they will. We just know there's risk to not intervening sometimes. Uh, it, we loved seeing that natural instinct kicked in and Grasshopper just slow down. That calf, you see the froth start to form on its little li little calf little lips. Milk mustache. And you think, all right, she's getting a good feeding. She's getting colostrum. Yeah, which means now the calf will have energy to keep pursuing the food. And amazing, the more you learn about this stuff, in, in that colostrum, the calf's getting antibodies it needs, specific antibodies it needs to handle your dirty barn, your woods, your, you know, other animals. 
Uh, grasshoppers formed antibodies to whatever is around her in our barn, in the woods, other animals, and she's given that special, you know, tailor-made colostrum for her calf to face the new world. So really important matter of life and death if your if your calf yeah. doesn't get that. Yeah, feed. calves who haven't had colostrum, and sometimes you'll find them at the sale barn or whatever. They are very susceptible to disease. And we like to save our colostrum in the early days when we start milk, and we put it. Yeah, because she produces more than the calf can eat. I think you just threw out some of our first bottles. Yeah. Because now we have more. The very first bottles we got from Ladybug. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, just cool. That went great. And I think that set me up for... Disappointment. Huge disappointment. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I was so excited to see... Weirding this up. You, like, pulled this calf. Oh, yeah. Calf nurse. It was like, win. Yeah, and, like... Oh man, she's a great natural mom. This crazy cow just became a good mom. And the next day we're going to milk. And oh man, I got such high hopes. I've always liked Grasshopper. But she's always been spunky, which spunky means crazy. There. <laughs> but I was going into that first milk and thinking, this is going to be great. And as you're about to see, not great. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> 10 years of homesteading, I've never done this before. I've never trained a cow to be milked. I'm especially scared this morning because this cow can be crazy and we have no idea what to expect on her very first milking. Okay, that's not working. Time to drive her in. Please don't knock over my camera. She's going right in the stanchion. nearby because hormones are raging this is something she'll be doing for the next few days until she learns not to we're going to hand milk her this morning I am not sure if I'm going to hand milk her regularly or machine milk there are pros and cons to both but this morning we figured we'd start off kind of more calm quiet traditional hand milking we'll see how she does not gonna start with a belly rope but we do have one ready. If she starts kicking, we can tie a leg, tie her belly, whatever we need to. Okay. That's why she's not milking. That cow just kicked me so hard. I've never been kicked by a cow. Ouch. That hurt. All right. uh, Tie the leg? Yeah. Uh, Let's do a belly tie maybe first. Doesn't that keep him from kicking? Theoretically. (laughs) The first milking will always make you want to cry. So he's right on track. (laughs) (laughs) Whose idea was this to have dairy cows? Let me try it before you let her out. No. No. Just nothing coming out here. 
Knock it off. Did not stop that. Knocker? Like machine? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing coming out. Yeah, we could see her a bunch better than she does. Hmm? Machine will get more. I feel like that's a defeat. It is. Well, for hand milking, sure. But do you want a milker or have a... I mean, you tell me. You're the... We might as well get as most as we can out and you're not doing, you know. Well, can I do something better? Just tell me I suck at this is not helping. You can just keep at it. People take hours, okay. two hours for right. the first milking. Well, then let's keep at it. Nothing's coming out. Why? This so is okay, right? Honey, what small, do you want me to tell gonna... you? It's your first time being milked. It's gonna suck. It's going to make you be so frustrated. You should You'll be saying this on camera because this is this good. This is going to suck. You're going to hate it the first time. You will not enjoy this. I can't I, I've already told like I you you'll want to cry the first time. It's going to suck. Her teats are small. You'll want to get a machine. The first week you're milking will be awful. It's not going to be fun. No. Yes. Yeah, you did say that. She's a first time freshener. She doesn't like this. We're gonna get the machine and see if we can milk her out a little bit more. So daddy got so far. Oh my goodness, that's disgusting. Ah. Oh, it's like a tablespoon. Maybe two. Two tablespoons. Mm. Get the cereal ready, kids. Snap, crackle, pop. Here we come. Your shovel and just clean out that bit. I'm actually super glad it's Austin doing this. Okay, she's actually doing great. She's stopped a lot of the kicking. She's like, okay with me fussing. I'm just, I don't know how to use this machine. Everything is new and hot and buggy and sweaty and stinky and pissy and poopy. And you should totally get a family milk cow. <laughs> <laughs> like I can look at the bright side. I know people are gonna be like, oh man, he's like, so negative, but like, I just want you to know what it's like. I can say like, hey, we got this great cow, we're gonna have awesome milk today. This took a little while, but you know what? I just want you to know if it's your first time and you feel like I actually do right now, not like the bright side, like, all right, it's normal, because, yeah. But this is good, this is going really well. This is why having that milk machine as a backup is, whew, especially for these little teated cows. First milking is complete. I don't know how much we got. It was a lot of work for not a lot of milk. Yeah? Mm. Did you enjoy it? Mm, did I enjoy what? Milking. Milking that cow? Yes. No, not, not a bit. Honestly, no, I did not enjoy that. Why? Why did you ever want a dairy cow? I <laughs> couldn't have been beef cows. Well, the good news is when you start your milking session getting kicked, <laughs> I feel like it can only go up from here. Yeah. Or I could better. just get kicked a lot more. <laughs> uh, it'll only be this bad once. Really? Yeah. You promise? I have it on video. <laughs> I'm going to play this for you tomorrow. 
when I have to milk her neck. There's nowhere to go this evening, honey. What? Yeah. We're back out here in like three hours. But we calf share. We only have to milk once a day. Yeah, the calf's not keeping up yet. Oh, man. Bait and switch. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want to make a homesteady merit badge, like homesteading merit badges. I trained a cow to milk. <laughs> and uh, for your first day of milking, you said in that video, It'll only be this bad once. <laughs> and that's what the merit badge for day one milking complete. That is a great I idea. Have like a milk bucket or something. Homesteading merit badges. <laughs> Remind me to do that in the future. No, not at anything. <laughs> Just if you guys like how real that video was, that was one of our most popular videos like of all time. Uh, slap that thumbs up button because I wanted so badly to edit out me looking like I was so frustrated because I was, but I knew like I couldn't. I wanted to look cooler than I was. I wanted to look cooler. But it would not have been fair to any new milker. No. Because I could have edited. I, I'm good at editing. I could have made it like, dun, dun. And like when I'm like, ah, I could have just played like nice piano music and been like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he likes to milk. He does. But I really wanted it to be honest. I wanted you to see how frustrated. And I saw in the chat box, somebody said, thanks for keeping it real, Four Line Ranch. And then I liked, somebody else said... You can uh, feel the disappointment. Four Line Ranch. There's actually, a lot so of disappointment. I could feel his disappointment. That's what I he wanted. He was so upset with me. <laughs> um, because I think you had to take it out on someone. Oh. And you were so upset because I think you thought I was holding something back. He kept saying, coach me, coach me. You should be a coach. Tell me what to do here. And I was like, I'm telling you everything to do. It's not going to make it easy. Yeah, I I'm kept, telling you, it's you, not easy. Yeah, I was he like, was so mad at me. And finally, and she it said, really took. This took about three hours that morning. It was awful. Yeah, you didn't see obviously the three-hour cut no, of the video. No, you want to see that one? That would be great. People <laughs> would get some popcorn and like we could do a premiere. That would be wonderful. But I, yeah, I kept saying like, I need a coach. I don't know what I'm doing. I need a coach. And you were like, Stop being a wuss. There, I'm your coach. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, no, not like a football coach. <laughs> what kind of coach? Like a life coach. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you want to be, you can be. Just visualize it. I want you to breathe in. I want you to picture gallons of milk. Gallons of milk. Now breathe out. And uh, Did yeah. it work? No. <laughs> he didn't want to use the machine. There was a lot of... Oh, that was... This there was a, a lot point. of... Um, like it would be a your failure. Your expectations were really high. I'm an idealist. And... I don't I know am why too, I but... thought, like, it'll be better if we hand milk. And I think... Like, we saw the size of her teeth. But I we think knew. people do have that idea. Let us know in the yes. chat box have you, if you've been through this before yourself. Did you have this ideal that hand milking somehow is better than machine milking? Yeah, yes. I know when you know, we started... You know, I we... started with just a bucket and hand milking and... It's simple. I had this it's homesteady. This it's... whole vision. Yeah, I didn't want to overcomplicate it. Overcomplicate it. I wanted to sit there with the cow and... Nuzzle that up to her, sounds, and quiet, sh sh 
Just the sound of milk hitting And if you have a cat with teeth though, it works for, yeah, do it. And it's nice if you, yeah. And it's nice. Because it is less cleaning, it's less setup. And it's, yes, with cow with the right udder, but, teeth the right size, with orifices where the milk comes out. You know, day one, especially first time freshener, you got a lot of edema. You have no idea so what's going to happen. Super swelling. Yeah. You have smaller teats than you're ever going to have to milk on a first time freshener. So you have swelling, and then a teat that was already small getting disappearing into that edema. And it's just like. No let down. Like she's uh, not know, letting down. Milk and a squirrel. She's letting down plenty of poop and pee. But, oh. But no milk. That was another great line, a good t-shirt. Um, you say it in the original video. Uh, milking, your first day of milking, there's a lot of liquid involved. It's not necessarily milk. It's hardly ever milk. <laughs> not milk you can drink, at least. When I look back at that morning, I know there's things I did wrong. I know there's things that, like, if we had changed, it would have been, have been so bad. Wouldn't have been as fun a video to watch. Um, but I know I put a list together of things to avoid if you're a first timer, like I was. This was first for me. And the number one thing was not to have high hopes. Yeah. I was like ready to just be pleasantly surprised. It will someday be nice, but not the first day. Yeah. So just if even this is your, your dream. Even if the cow's been milked before, you're new. She's new to where you are. She'll be stressed. You'll be stressed. It's kind of scary getting in there under a cow with oh, it's definitely, so close. Yeah, definitely scary. Um, so yeah, manage expectations. Yeah, don't think it's going to be great. Even if your cow's like so nice to you, mm -hmm. the minute they're in the stanchion, it's Oh yeah, different. Luna, so. she was a... And that's one of the reasons I think we always suggest to people, get yourself a, a bread cow that's already freshened Because it'll be easier. Because it'll be much easier Yeah, I to... think Ladybug kicked hardly at all. She did a little bit, especially the first day, but, but she calmed down pretty Yeah, fast. she was, I mean, your first week was a dream with Lady Bunny. Yeah, and you didn't tie her up. Yeah, that, you watch that video and I say like, I'm not gonna tie her up. And, and she threatened a few times before she actually made contact. Which would have been a great time for a smart person to say, which you were actually, maybe that kind of edited. You kept saying like, we could tie her. And I'm like, no, we don't need to tell her. This is gonna be, breathe in. We have a connection. Picture milk. And let's do this. And why wouldn't she kick, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't she kick? You're not her baby. Even with her baby, she would raise her hoof. <laughs> yeah. So why yeah. wouldn't she try to kick you? She, it's a natural thing. I'd try to kick you if you were like reaching, like, hey, Oscar, coming up, reaching under you. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I think another thing I would change in the future, a first time freshener, I actually think I would start with the machine, not hand milking. I don't disagree with you, especially the girls we have coming up now. I know Honeybee's not going to be, not have big, long teeth. So, yeah, it's a lot less frustrating on your end and probably her end because she doesn't have to be in there so long. Yeah. And it just feels more, it's that sucking motion that she's used to from the calf. Yeah. Is what the milker is imitating. Yeah, unfortunately with our cows, you're often strip milking. <laughs> These minis. Yeah. So, you know, strip milking is not a suction. It's a because you can't get your hand around to, to do the right kind of milking motion. So that strip milking is aggravating. And um, another issue is with the first time freshener, there's so many other elements that's new to be there for them, new in the stand. Maybe you have to tie them. Maybe I feel like the machine does the milking for you. While you, you work on, on them. training that cow to the now, experience. Now, you 
took the machine off, put it back on, took it off, put oh, it on. Man. You had to get used to the machine too. Yeah, and I actually went. And you've used it before. Yeah, it w I was very fortunate to have experience a little bit with the milking machine. You used uh, it on Luna. We have two. And Ladybug, I think. We've been very fortunate. We got a surge milker, and we yeah, have, Craigslist. We have a uh, bucket milker, mm -hmm. right? Two different kinds of milkers, and I tried the. We tried both. Both. So there yeah. was lots of washing up for me to do. This thing is garbage. Give me that one. This yeah, if you think garbage, I'm not doing give anything. Me that one. <laughs> I'm cleaning up after Austin. Yeah. I actually had a good learning experience because I had you, who although you weren't the coach I wanted. I was the coach you needed. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> and you were also there helping the entire time with, with, you know, here's this, try this, do this, let me get you that. And I could just sit there and be angry. <laughs> and, and you did, both of you. Both was. of you were great to deal with that day. Oh, man. One of the reasons might have been this another mistake I made. I didn't eat breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I was out there on it, just coffee. I Yeah, because maybe you thought it would be quick. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I know, it was like a three-hour event. If you're milking a first-time freshener training, eat breakfast and lunch. Eat breakfast. Have Still, someone to watch the kids. Get yourself br oh, brunch, smoked salmon, waffles, the juice. Fill yourself, then go out. Because I was like really hungry. And in the full-length video, you see Kay brings me out a slice of pizza. Because she knows. Again, I had a great coach. Here, just... Just eat some pizza. And after that, I got a lot better. Uh, and then I was, uh, you could see in the video if you watch, if you're listening on the podcast, go watch the videos on the channel. If you want to watch Austin sweat, I was that's so what he was sweaty. doing. I was just like glistening. It was and hot, middle so of August. Get a fan. Put a fan in the room. And gets rid of the flies. Gets rid of the flies. It gets rid of the heat, the dead. You know, you're working next to this hot animal. Those five things don't have high hopes. Tire up, milking machine, eat breakfast, get a fan on. And one thing I did do right, which I make sure you do this your first time, safety glasses, because that tail whip. Yeah, you did eventually get your, yeah, it's all the stuff you don't know happens yeah. if you're sitting down for the first time to milk a cow. Yeah, safety and, glasses. And a bucket, you know, have your bucket there to catch all the poop and pee. Oh, yeah. The stanchion was a mess, and that's with us, like, catching a lot of it. Yeah, I was covered in poop, so rubber boots and pants and just, you know, get your PPE because there's a lot of pee, pee, and... I don't know. What's the E? I don't know, but... <laughs> but, it's there. Know. but it's there. But it's there. The calf? Excrement. Like, that's but that's the pee. That's the pee-pee. Pee-pee and it. The calf was there, like, laying down, sleeping the whole time. So she was pretty chill. <laughs> ben. So smug. Thinks he knows what we got. Ben. Another <laughs> super chat, though. He can be smug. Yes, he, he super can. Chats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, place your guesses. Ben thinks he knows what we got. Good guess, Ben. Okay. So that was the first day. Day two of milking. I couldn't go out with you because I was sick. This always happens. I don't know whether it's a coincidence or not. What? That's right. Yeah. And I don't know if that was better or worse. Having you the first day would have been critical. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Sweet. I almost feel like I've been told this before by uh, um, my, my grandfather. He always said when you're teaching somebody to run an excavator, he's an excavator. When you teach someone to run an excavator uh, or any machine, you got to be there, tell them how to do it, tell them how to run it, and then leave. And I kind of feel like day two was that 
You know what to do. Not yeah. that you planned it. You were actually sick. You would have come out to help if you could have. But it felt like, you, you know what to do. Go do it. And I didn't have anybody to be like, ah. Right. Yes. That's important for you, I yeah. think. I had a nice breakfast. I ate a good hearty meal. And I wore, I got my fan out. You were like, you knew. You're like, this is what's going to happen. And we filmed this one. You can watch this video too. I even say it. I'm going to be positive today. I'm not going to be frustrated. My belly's full. I'm ready for this. The first day you came in and you were like, sell everything. You're like, I, I never want to see another cow again. That. Yeah, I said, sell them all. <laughs> I'm done like, with I never want to milk a cow again. Honeybee's coming into milk during rifle season she's going to be calving during deer rifle season you guys know i'm a big hunter it's like something i look forward to every year is hunting season and i was just thinking like i don't want to be doing this during the time i look forward to all year sell the cows i'm done with it but I but you know we still had to milk yeah second day we still yeah. had to get out and milk so i went out and i had a total different opinion on how the day was going to go badly right i expected this is be bad. bad but was ready for it and instead it was like when you watch that video there's a new cow. It was just like she already was better with the routine. Got into the stanchion. I tied her this time. So, you know, tied her, kept her, you know, from kicking because she still was trying to kick. But I was ready for that. I was ready to use the milking machine, not try hand milking. And the two oldest kids were there helping me. And it was really, really a good milking. Now, it wasn't perfect. It felt perfect compared to the day mm -hmm. before. But we still had a cow who needed tied. We still had a cow who was kicking. We still had to use a milking machine. Catch the poop and pee. You know, catch the poop and pee. Uh, so there was still a lot that we needed to work on, a lot of training. and. But it's only the second day, so of course. Yeah. So I felt great, like, oh, we have some improvement, but we still had a long way to go. Uh, when you think, okay, I got a first-time freshener and here's a trained cow, what's the differences in those animals? So, like Luna versus for? Grasshopper, right? Yeah. Luna would walk into the stanchion. She'd stand, no problem. Uh, we'd hook her up to the milk cleaner off for squirts. Wouldn't lift, wouldn't lift a foot, put the milker on her. And she, she was very calm about the whole thing. No poop, no pee. Just let me milk. Waited for her grain at the end. And then... We were done very fast. I could get it done probably in from start to finish a half an hour. And the second day with grasshopper wasn't quite like that, right? No, no, definitely not. You know, every day for the next week and into the next week, it was little steps towards yeah. that, right? It was little things. So, you know, I was tying her back legs just as an example uh, to the stanchion in a crisscross so that she couldn't kick in either direction. A rope on each leg and there are different things you could do for this some people say hobble there's a cow can't kick bar that a lot of people like there's a belly rope that a lot of people um, say to try first I'm not great with the belly rope I tried that it doesn't work good I don't know how to do it right um, yeah so the tying the leg to the stanchion was the best option for you for me yeah now day two it was tied tight day four it was tied a week in you know, it's around her, you know, but she can't feel the tension. Two weeks in, I have her legs in rope. They're around her each leg. They're not tied to anything. Like you forgot to tie them. Actually, that's what happened. One day later on, I forgot to tie them to the stanchion. I just had them on and she didn't kick at all. Yeah, and that's 
That's what you do. And then I was like, well, let's try You've it You've trained her to and not kick. Now she doesn't kick anymore. And just little things like that. So getting used to going into the stanchion. Day, day one, we had to drive her in. You know, day four, you know, we had to drive her into the barn, but then she walks into the stanchion. So it's little wins over time. And uh, man, by the end of three weeks. Yeah, I was going to say two or three weeks. By uh, Two weeks was getting really good. But we want her like, mm. and I think by the end of three weeks is where you really see the change. And we had, we started doing our calf sharing and this is where it all clicks. And this is actually, I think, really addictive. <laughs> I, I've said it a million times. I'm not the milk guy. I don't want to milk every day of my life. I don't want to milk every week of my life. I like to have a lot of variety. But I really liked training a first-time freshener. There was so much um, frustration. <laughs> so much frustration in the beginning, but there was such a, a sense of accomplishment at the end. And climbing a mountain. Yeah, the, the difference from frustrated Aust to just like proud in this cow and what she's become. Good start. Right now, the calf and grasshopper are separated. We're gonna bring them both in the barn and we'll explain how this calf sharing thing works. So up to this point, most of Hops' training has been focused on, you know, not kicking me, not whipping me with her tail, and just trying to get her situated on the stanchion in the right spot. The next stage of this training is to get her to actually just let down, whether or not it's for the calf or for us, Getting her to let down is gonna actually mean we get some milk out of her. You get to stay close to mama, huh? Little cricket. This is one of those moments everything's feeling like it's starting to click. I've got her tied in the back, but she's not actually tied. Those loops around her feet are just to let her know we're there. She's pouring out milk. This is like all this hard work, you know, weeks of working with this first time freshener and it's starting to all come together. We're starting to see this nice little family milk cow standing here nicely. It feels good. All right, we're starting to slow. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> She's never been this empty before. She actually has let down. We've got the milk. I can't wait to feel how heavy this is. I'm like thrilled. That is so cool. This is a this is a first for me. I've never seen the difference of this. Like, I've been milking a cow that's not been letting down since day one. And uh, this is like really cool to experience. Sure, your your muscles are ready for this. Oh wow! I don't know actually. My goodness! Oh my goodness! That is ridiculous. There is so much milk in here. That's I'm Hold like. On, let me zoom in on your biceps. There get, we go. Get the gunshot! <laughs> this is awesome. I, like I'm not even kidding. Like. This is shockingly heavy. I have no clue. We probably have like 
two gallons of milk in here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. And it'll last us two days. Oh my goodness. There's happy cow. Listen to it sloshing around in there. I can actually hear milk like sloshing. <laughs> I've, ne I've never... He's thrilled. I've been working so hard with this and for like a half a gallon at first, which is fine. I took a half a gallon acceptable. Then like a little less than half a gallon. Last couple milkings, it's been like this. And it's part of this process. It happens every time. But I've never been the one to see like, holy crap, there's <laughs> so much milk here. It's so, it just feels like, and like I didn't even tire. This is the best. <laughs> She's doing good. She's doing good. This is like so cool. It's all coming together. Really, really happy with this. It's great. Nailed it. It, it's like, there's so much. We were having like, yeah, we're just talking about the farm and the ups and downs. And this is like one of those mornings where you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's all worth it. It's worth it. Get cranky. I'm gonna go chug milk till I just milk. I'm tired of milk <laughs> until I don't want to drink Keep anymore. All right, let's see how much milk we got. Two gallons, I'm telling you. That's a, that's a solid gallon and a half, I'd say. Nice guess. That was a pretty good guess. You didn't even feel it. You just knew. I just guessed. Oh, man. Look at that. <laughs> this is awesome. This is the most we've gotten from her so far. And, man... What a great amount for our mid-size, first-time freshening little milk cow. Yeah, it's such you a big, it. yeah, it's such a good feeling. You got milk. I got tons of milk. I gotta if, say, interrupt yep, you, no, you can it. finish if you no, want. No, go. Just one last thing about grasshopper. I'm amazed watching the video back and watching like you beside her. And this is a cow who likes to have her bubble, right? All animals have their bubble, which is what you'll learn about when you talk about, which is what you learn when you learn about directing and moving animals. They have a bubble, a space. And she doesn't like you in her space. But I see you in there milking and she's totally calm. I see you in there even talking, like you're like loud to the camera, waving your arms around, and she's just like standing there. She's a good girl who waits for her food because we do oh, not man. feed yeah. while we're milking, no matter how many people recommend it. I don't recommend it because then when they're done with their food, they get all antsy and then you like are racing the clock to finish milking before they finish their food. And she stands for her food the whole time you're doing this video, right? You're oh, sitting yeah. there talking, talking, you're done milking, talking, she's just standing waiting. Yep. So she's really become a really great family milk cow. And you even said the other day you were working in the field and you wanted to move her and you said, come on, hops. And yeah, she just followed. Yeah. Anywhere I needed her to go, she just followed me with nothing. I didn't have a food bucket or anything. I always said I had high hopes. I always said she was going to be a great family milk cow and she is. She's become a great family milk cow. So. Well, you did a good job with her. Thank you. It's one of the coolest experiences I've had homesteading. What a... What a circle, right? Oh, yeah. Pulling her. Two years ago, pulling this calf. And now, 
like seeing this evolution into this provider of milk for a family. And that was like the first, pulling her was like my first most hands-on me part with the cows. Oh yeah. And yeah, I was really excited. You watch that old video. I was really, it was like, oh, that was so cool. And now to have the whole thing. I don't want to milk cow every day. But man, <laughs> training a first-time freshener, getting that full circle, bringing in that milk for your family. Just an awesome experience. So yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Have realistic expectations. <laughs> yeah, no, I did interrupt you. What were you saying? Uh, I was just going to let you know, if you're interested, we have a couple great interviews. For those of you who are getting family milk cows for the first time, maybe you're a newbie, uh, I'm still learning, but we have a couple really good interviews for you to check out in the Pioneer Library, the extended versions. Cody Creelman uh, does the whole pregnancy, birth, 101, all the medical care. He's a vet who specializes in beef. You can see that entire interview in the Pioneer Library. Uh, also, Karen L., who's usually here modding, uh, she's also a beef specialist and she does a whole cow safety. You can see shorter versions of those videos on YouTube. If you're not a pioneer, there's a public version. Check those out, you'll enjoy those. But for you pioneers, uh, the extended version, I can't recommend enough. That helped us getting ready for this stuff. So if you wanna become a homesteady pioneer, this is homesteady.com, sign up, and you can dive into the extended versions. Now, questions. let's get, we got a lot of really good questions. Uh, we'll launch right in with uh, let's do Brenna's because I think this is a good place to start whether you're deciding to get a family milk cow or not You may be overwhelmed by the thought of that much milk every mm. day It depends what kind of cow you're getting don't get a Holstein don't get even a like high-producing commercial Jersey uh, Brown Swiss Guernsey who are really bred for huge quantities of milk Could you go through a gallon and a half a day, which is what with hops from that milking we got now? It's three gallons of milk if you're milking twice a day, but we really didn't have to milk twice a day very long until the calf could start keeping up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mini. It can be a smaller size jersey that from a dairy yeah. who says, hey, she's not producing enough for us. Let's find her a new home. So that's option one, going the low production route. And we, we like that. We do. Um, it's flexible for it's us. It's very flexible. We go through, we could go through a gallon a day if we're working at it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then if you want to make a little yogurt, throw it in the Instapot with a culture, it's pretty easy. Uh, feed some to pigs, chickens will eat yeah. it if you clabber it. So I was going to say, you can go the low production route, which is what we started with. And for us, that was really good because we don't make much cheese. Um, we we're not know. like... We're not super producers because with it the does product. become when you if you get a, a gal, eight gallons of milking right four gallons of milking is eight gallons a day eight gallons you get sixteen gallons a day where are you going to store that all yeah and then it becomes the bird, managing milk becomes your full time job the um, we did an interview with a, a butcher uh, Jamie Waldron and he said he calls it the burden of abundance mm -hmm. you get this burden of having so much good stuff to make sure you maximize on but now. Depending on where your homestead's at and where you're at, what you have for other animals and things, there are strategies where you can get a larger producing cow and feed pigs. Yeah, keep a gallon for yourself every day, feed your pigs on the rest of it. Get a couple beef calves every year or, to so raise on it. You get eight gallons a day, take that eight, skin the cream, make your butter. Yep. And then feed the skim to the pigs. Feed the skim to the pigs. You know, feed it to whatever likes it. We know our, our pups like some of the milk. Everybody likes everybody it. Everybody likes the milk. Yeah, everybody yeah. likes it. So you can go the small production route 
and not have so much to manage or if your homestead's more mature bigger you have you know the other ways to use it without wasting it go that route people will put it in their gardens yeah yep it's good fertilizer yeah it seems like a waste but hey if you're buying fertilizer or you need the the nutrition in your garden you need the new the nutrients <laughs> give me no nutrients and do the kids milk name that movie do the kids milk that was another good question. Do the kids milk Actually, the cows? Yeah, our daughter did do the camels, and they help milking the cows, but I usually spearhead the milking. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, once they're a little older, I feel like I could say, yeah, you guys go milk. That kick is a hard kick, and yeah. We, <laughs> Luna's we... isn't so hard. She can't reach very no, far. No, that's true. So we could start her on Luna. Yeah, that would be a, a safer, uh, better way. But no, up to this point, we haven't had the milk. They've definitely milked the goats. There's some oh, real yeah. funny videos. And, and uh, Dakota said, Oz has got to go through this again with the goats. No, Oz doesn't. <laughs> yes, Oss's he will. daughter yes, he will. gets to do all this. Because she won't be able to do it all by herself. She will. Fudge she goats. She won't. Fudge goats. We That's fudge what they goats. are. We're making fudge from it. She's going to milk fudge right out of those goat udders. <laughs> Dakota also asked udder. if we use some sort of udder butter. I'm thinking you mean when we're milking. Yeah, especially if we're strip milking because you want to get that glide. So I'll make from our pig's lard. Um, I'll just do real basic, nothing, because anything with a lot of scent will get into your It'll, milk. You'll pick it up in and the you'll, milk. Taste you'll taste it in it. your milk. It's very weird. Yeah. So, so yeah. even if it's like, ooh, this lavender smells so nice, it's good for the udder if you're using peppermint, your milk will taste like that. I really like peanut butter milk, so maybe I'll start using Slather some peanut some butter, peanut butter, on, butter <laughs> on it. Homemade peanut butter milk. Yum. Yum. Try um, peanut butter milk. We just got this from a local dairy, and it's really good. Peanut butter chocolate milk. So yummy. What age to start training to the stanchion? So, Cricket wouldn't fit in it now. I, I don't see any point to putting her on it. We did when we were breeding the girls, giving vaccinations and everything. So around a year, year and a half, we'd start getting them to go in the stanchion with feed. With Grasshopper, uh, she came a little bit, a little early side. She was used to coming in the milk room. Yeah, yeah we were going to start getting her that week ahead getting her in there but she calved a week early she so. calved a week early so. so yeah we should have started that a bit of before. course had to be grasshopper but had she to do it her way. yeah she's familiar with being in the stanchion already just from all the stuff we would do with her there and one thing we always do no matter what we're doing in the stanchion they always get a snack at the end we don't oh, yeah. um we don't need grain on our cows you <laughs> nobody's ever called our cows skinny i'm sure somebody well has. it's youtube somebody has but like our cows are we always say fat on grass they are out there in the field they are getting fat off grass. Uh, but when they're in the stanchion, we do have a cow um, mix, a little yeah. bit of stuff that yeah, a little Yeah, if it's alfalfa pellets, some, some oats, yeah, yeah, some we'll give them a little, or something. So at the end of milking, at the end yeah, of giving shots, at the end of whatever, a little brush down, scoop of something. It's a pleasant experience. Keeps them happy. Yeah. Hmm, yeah, that's true. When they're getting porcupine quills pulled oh, out Oh, yeah, when they're getting dequilled. Nose. Yep. <laughs> it's a pleasant experience. Uh, Alfredo asked about yonis, if that's something we're still worried about. I mean, I feel like if you have livestock, you're always going to worry about disease because it comes from, it's all around us. It's everywhere. Yeah. So birds can bring in deer, ticks, slugs, snails. Oh, it's awful. Where yeah, you, once once you are like learning about diseases, you're seeing well, it's everywhere. It surrounds us. We came to the homesteading world and the cow world naive, very you know, naive. This, like yeah. we bought a 
a uh, mini jersey from a disease-free herd. Farm, we believed yeah. in this idea of a disease-free farm, a farm that was protected from any sort of disease and the cows were all clear of that disease. And as so many people remember going through this journey with us, our, our hopes were smashed when we found out Ladybug had yonis. And since then, we've learned a lot about, you know, from interviewing vets, emailing vets, uh, working with the ones that we work with here on our farm, right? We've, we've learned so much about disease with animals, testing, managing, and we've learned just like with people, can you ever have a group of people that are disease free at a time? Yes. Right now, do you know? Do you have, currently have a disease? Maybe not. But will you get bit by a tick? Will you be on the train will and somebody sneezes yeah, in will front you of you and you get something? something? That makes you sick. We eat like disease happens all over, and it's your farm is no different. So there are a lot of things you can do to really manage, yeah. and that's what we're doing now with with yonis, with all the stuff that we deal with. We're uh, actively um, testing when necessary, culling. Uh, whatever the protocols are in place for the particular disease. And you can work. We work with our vets. We have our vets out for on-farm visits, doing testing. And then those vets can call state vets for advice. They can go to the higher-ups. And at this point, um, cricket, so grasshopper's calf cricket, is grasshopper's calf, grasshopper's Luna's calf. We know from talking with our cow vet that Luna is the least likely to have an issue with yonis because of when she was born to Ladybug and the lack of any heavy shedding even after the recent batch of calves were born. So seeing as how Ladybug was Cricket's great granddam, <laughs> it's a pretty far um, far removal from when we had Yonis. Yeah. So we're feeling, especially because of all the testing we've been doing, um, pretty pretty good about our Yonis prevention protocol yeah. right now. Yep, we're actively managing uh, we're never, ever going to promise anybody in the world you can have disease-free animals forever. And, and if you are shopping for a new cow and the farm says we are a disease-free farm, it's not something anybody can say. What they can do is show you the recent testing of their animals. But especially as far as yonis goes, it's so prevalent everywhere. England, they... they it's 90% of their herds. Um, it's something that's similar in this country. So you can never say our herd does not have yonis. All you can do is show that you're testing. And this is, what, this is what we have right now. Once again, testing for any of the diseases also has its own limitations. And that's why you can't say you don't have it. You don't currently have anyone shedding it. Yeah. And you're, you're te look, I've tested negative for all these diseases. That's the best you can hope for, we, really. We had bought from a herd that was tested, and at the time they were they at the time as best they knew, they were disease free, and that's we truly believed when we bought Ladybug they were free of that disease, but they weren't. But it doesn't mean it doesn't pop up at some other point, and yeah. that's the risk we all take. Yep. So we've learned that ways to actively manage, um, ways to control it as best you can. And then at some point in the home, like all things in life, at some point you have, there's always a risk for something to go wrong. If you let that prevent you from doing things in the homesteading world, you will You'll do nothing. You'll never get started. <laughs> You'll just sit there afraid to buy a chicken because it might get Marin's disease or, you know, it might get ascites or... Yeah. And it might. And it might. <laughs> We've had... You just, you adapt... You learn and you move on. Yeah. So 
Great question. Thanks, Alfredo. Now, we've got somebody asking about horned cows and how to get them milked. Um, do you have a stanchion set up or any sort of a squeeze chute? And your squeeze chute could be two metal gates that uh, you just kind of, and if you're having a hard time catching your cows, get them into a confined area, use feed, whatever they're used to, lure them in, get them in the squeeze chute of some kind. Uh, chain that so they're secure in there, put a halter around the horns, tie it to a post, some say. Try to get a halter around them, uh, tie the head, and then you can start getting them used to being milked. It's worth a shot. You have them, might as well try it. And uh, I wanted to thank Melissa. She, she said, totally worth being a homesteady pioneer. Finally took the leap a couple weeks ago and so glad she did. Thanks for that shout out. And let Melissa. us know what you want to see. We have a great network of people we can contact for interviews. Yeah, I'm working on a really good beef uh, on farm like we did with Eli with uh, his Scottish Highlands. Uh, we're working on another interview uh, on farm uh, field trip video soon for beef. So that oh, should be pretty cool. Right. Awesome. Because as you know, we have talked about it. There's beef in our future. We got beef. I'm making steaks for dinner. <laughs> There's beef in our future. So, yeah. I think we covered all the questions. Yep. Um, one thing Dakota mentioned, biosecurity being key with the disease thing. That's another great bit of advice. Biosecurity, and it's hard. That's another thing where a keeping being able to keep a close herd is nice. When you got to bring in a bull, though, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> when you got to breed and your AI's not working, yeah. you do have to, like... Try to adapt, go with the flow, this do is the a, best you can. This is a topic, maybe one of these days we'll get uh, Kirsten back on. Um, this is one of the areas that the professionals, the big farms, the big ag, who some people don't like big ag, but they're really good with stuff like this, managing, controlling, and a lot of the research we've been doing has comes from big ag. And I remember going to Kirsten's IPP, Mouse Creek Farm, and seeing her her steps that she puts in place to control uh, and prevent the spread of anything on her farm. So be a good interview to, to plan for the future, something we could do. Uh, ben, another super chat. Yeah, so, Ben, the kids are they're throwing a party. Could you do an they episode? They probably won't buy Bitcoin with it today. No. Maybe not today. Could you but. do an episode on the equipment you need? Ben, I cannot be bought, but yeah, <laughs> that is a great idea for an episode. As far as milking equipment, I'm assuming you're talking about, right? We probably have an older one, but we could definitely update it. But we can it update it because I don't think we talked about the machines and at all. And now we could actually talk about the different machines. Different this is a great thing we could put on the to-do list pretty soon. So, Thank you all for joining us. We, I've missed doing the show. I was so excited this morning to be able to get back to the live show. And if you're listening on the podcast later, thank you for listening. Again, if you want to, if you only caught some of this and it disappears from this channel, we have a new channel. I put the link, I'll put it again in the chat box to the new channel. It is Homesteady Live from the Barn. So it's where our live shows are going to go to live. And uh, if you want to watch the whole replay, you can do that there. Thank you to Jack. Excuse me, Jack modded for us this morning. Go check out uh, the Mindful Homestead, all that Jack's doing. Let's see him get to 15,000 pretty soon. And uh, thank you for all the super chats. The kids were so, we, we split the super chats with the crew, who's our oldest two, who run the. Split um, between the two of them. We don't take any of the profit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they <so>. get it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, great to be back. So we'll see you all next week for another episode. I'm not even sure what we're talking about next week. Mm, so, but beef is in our future. Beef is in the future. We'll have a lot to talk about. 
and Ben's asking us about Scottish Highlands. Interesting. Maybe we'll talk about both those things in next week's show. Who knows? (laughs) 